Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Nerdtarnal Network. I'm your host, the experience of some called Jason, and joining me as usual is... CBL113, the droid you're looking for. The Todd Father. And the token rat hater, Tarky. And today, we're going to come back and find out what Todd was talking about. But today we're going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 2, uh, Episode 1. Uh, as of this recording it's the uh, only episode out by the time we're posted season or I should say episode 2 will also be out now Taylor explain the rat thing I don't I don't like Disney that much oh oh okay I see how it's related it's a very simple analogy don't worry if you had said mouse I would have glommed on immediately now let me ask the most important question of the day. How often did he have the helmet off? Uh, he never had the helmet off. Then the fear of drastic changes has not happened yet. First episode. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he got, you know, halfway through filming the second season somewhere in there before the helmet was finally too much for him to bear. He does uh, look kind of heavy. Probably hard to breathe. So we're gonna we're gonna have to wait till about six or seven episodes in. That's what you're saying. Before we find out whether or not his anger about the helmet will be and, sated. Or... And just because the actor was complaining about the helmet and may even quit over it, doesn't mean they actually gave in and let him take it off on camera. Yeah, what I'm figuring is at some point the Mandalorian, you know, like if it's an eight episode season, I figure around episode four or so. Mando will disappear for some reason. Which is never good for a show when that happens, but... You know, Boba Fett throws him into a sarlacc. This I feels, you son of a bitch. He comes out with his vocal cords damaged, and they hire a different voice actor. Because that's essentially what, what the guy has been in The Mandalorian, is a voice actor. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. You know, half the time it's, just, it's the stunt guys actually in the suit. He just he picked the wrong show to to start complaining like that about because he is so easily replaced. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's getting a paycheck, so it's like, uh, just sit there and read your lines and be happy. Mm-hmm. You have a job. The man, the man wants his puss. He wants his puss seen. Everybody, most Hollywood these days, they won't, they won't show you the puss. Mm-hmm. Look at puss. It's true. Joe McGuire, hell. Captain America, hell. Uh, Chris Hemsworth wouldn't even wear a hat. That's true. He was was, was he the one responsible for that, though, or was that somebody else's decision? Uh, I don't know, but the trick is I have I have seen things where they talk about the actors wanting the faces shown, and Hemsworth's Thor hat always comes up. It's literally just a hat. Which is weird, because his, in his case, his face is seen when he's wearing the hat. Yeah, that's that's what makes it weird. Oh, it's, dude, it's just a hat. You know, that's that's the reason why so much of the MCU now has uh, nanite suits that the masks, you know, just automatically flow off. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Black Panther, Iron Man. The only one that's still kind of screwed is Rhodey. 
Rhodey still got the old school thing where he flips up, but he's got the Iron Man suit where, just like Rob Downey Jr., they show his face inside the helmet. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's what they should have done with Mando. What had Like I said, that's one of those kind of things, you know, we talk about. The Mandalorians never had that rule. Even with, even if you go, well, Jango Fett and Boba Fett weren't true Mandalorians. Yeah, but you've seen Sabine's face. You've seen her sister's face. Oh, no. You mean Disney's introducing a plot hole? Oh. (laughs) Well, not even that. They're just, they just decided to give extra popularity to like a unconventional side rule that they've decided to implement for this character. I don't know. I think they half looked at him and said, "You know what? I don't think people want to see you." Maybe <laughs> that maybe that was Disney's kind of fucked up way to make somebody stay in their damn helmet for a change. Yeah. You know, like if they told Captain America, "Oh yeah, it's part of your uniform, so you can never be seen without your mask." Same. What if it gets torn off in the fight? Well, then your character has to kill itself when we hire somebody new because you know it's, it's your religion, man. It's, it's Church of America. You gotta have you gotta have your mask on. Just rude. Mm-hmm. I think they just screwed over. I think they just screwed Pedro Pascal over with that. Hey man, we're gonna we're gonna put you in this cool Mandalorian armor. Downside is you never get to take it off. Unless you're by yourself and nobody can see you. And then we'll let you take it off, but the camera can't be on your face. <laughs> so Until it's the last episode of the first season and we'll let the droid see you. Because he's not a Well, hell, guy. that wasn't only they let the droids see you, they let the audience see you. Yeah. Because he had taken it off one time before, but they judged dreaded his ass. So, so he was in the dark and was from behind. Well, he, he has hair. He has hair. Yeah. So, anyway, first episode was the Marshal. Yep. Uh. Mando on the search for other Mandalorians. Yeah. Now, what has got him searching for other Mandalorians? He's looking for other Mandalorians because he's looking for more information on this group of mystical space wizards called the Jedi. It's it's in part of it's part of his search of bringing the child slash baby Yoda back to his people. Yeah. Okay. What I'm looking forward to you know, is he I, runs into the Jedi and they don't know where the fuck they're from either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't quite remember the dates for this show. How how far out from the Clone Wars are we? Uh we are after Return of the Jedi. Nine years after the uh Return of the Jedi. So you away from the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. Mando so, is between yeah. the the old movies and the yeah, so the, the time range is good enough where you can't just go talk to your grandpa and you'll know what, who the Jedi were. Right. Well, actually, your grandpa probably. No, grandpa still. Because yeah. that's always been the weird thing with me in, in Star Wars. It's just like everyone kind of still vaguely knows who and what the Jedi were because the Clone Wars were a massively exploited like thing that were talked about with Jedi commanders and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Somehow it got washed away as mysticism. Well, one, the Jedi were always kind of mystic. And two, especially on the Outer Rim, you didn't actually see Jedi very often. 
Right, but like... There are only so many thousand of them in in a universe with a population of, you know, billions per planet. Yes, but also during the entirety of the Clone Wars, basically every clone company had a Jedi commander. If, it, if, it, if every planet had at least a Jedi running on it, doing stuff with a clone company. Okay, you've got one Jedi running around on Earth. How many people are actually going to see him? I mean, you know what they when, were, but as far as being able well, to... Well, you when know. you're... When, what Taylor's saying, though... Well, well hold on. When the guy a... in charge of the Senate is actively trying to promote a Jedi by the name of Anakin Skywalker by flashing his face everywhere... You know at least one Jedi, no matter what, if you're on any any planet that has access to the information. Fair, fair. And you know the government itself is promoting him and saying how great he is at a, at being a Jedi. Not to mention you have the Jedi Council that issues bodyguards to a lot of the you know high value Senate members during a war going on. So. It's shaky, but you know part of part of Palpatine's thing in him eighteen years basically trying to kind of scrub the Jedi out of history. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Which means hard inform you know, hard firm information would be hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, it's just for me though, it, it's always been screwed with the time just because like there were people that were all alive during the Clone War still alive. Yeah. yeah. When you watch the original movies, it does feel like the Clone War was a lot longer ago. Yeah. Because... Ben Kenobi looks super hella old. Yeah. That's the truth is, once they gave you the prequels, that means Obi-Wan had a hard fucking 18 years. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, one of the things I was In reading, the desert, you do look kind of older if you spend a huge amount of time in the desert and you're not accustomed to it already. It'll, it'll wrinkle you up. You know, it'll... Well, if you ain't already brown. It'll, it'll tan you. Yeah, but it ain't. Yeah, Obi Wan had he had some rough fucking years. Yeah, to go from you and McGregor at the end of three to Alec Guinness. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. rough damn. It was a rough damn eighteen years. Yeah, but yeah. That's just that's just the thing about the time frame has always confused me. And they kind of just sweep that under the rug and put it to the side and go, "Hey, please don't. Yeah. Please don't yeah. think too hard about this." Yeah, and I accept that. that for the most part. Well, one of the things I read in an article is look at the folks from Alec Guinness's generation. The difference between the food, that, the quality of the food they ate versus what we eat now. Uh, I know, like, one of my great uncles, he was from that generation. And his hair went white real early. You know, it was a lack of the vitamins and, you know, stuff that they didn't but get. It also varies from person to person a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, just. But okay, with Return of the Jedi, there's one Jedi running around. Maybe yeah. two. Well, that's where it gets weird is, you know, every time you think, well, we got a, we got a decent number of these, you know, they, they always come up with another story of somebody that survived Order 66 mm-hmm. or was hidden. Cause well, I think I've even seen where I think they're doing another show that's basically about Jedi that survived the Purge, basically. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, a big number of the Order survivors are all in Legends now and not canon. Yeah, they're talking about doing some that are canon. The stuff that are in canon, you've got the guy from Rebels, Kanan yeah. or whatever his name was, who was like, you know, half-trained. Uh, the guy so got, from... Got 
His Padawan. Yeah, well, he's not a survivor, though. He was trained after the fact, but I get you. Uh, the guy from that last video game, who, again, was a half-trained Padawan. Uh, Ahsoka so by Tano. The, by, the end, by the end of that game, he's, you know, a quarter of what Darth Vader is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is got, still decent for Jedi. Ahsoka is probably the closest to a fully trained Jedi. Yeah. Because she was probably she was probably right at night level if she wasn't already a knight. Yeah, and because she, she was already she had led some attacks solo. And they are bringing her into the show. Yep. Yep. I have no confirmation for this. I'm assuming it'll be it'll be episode five because Dave uh, Dave Filoni wrote episode five. Uh, where what's his face? The director wrote most of most of the season. Yeah, Favreau. Yeah, Favreau. But uh, and Filoni was the one that uh worked on the television series Clone Wars, and I think the theatrical film was him too. So it just seems likely if you know if he's coming in to write one episode, it's probably the one with the character he introduced. But that's just guesswork. Yeah, but you know, you know Ahsoka's coming. Uh, they're hinting that maybe Sabine's coming. Which, if he's looking for other Mandalorians, yeah, Sabine's going to be one that's jumping and around. With, mm -hmm. And with the Darksaber bouncing around. Yeah. Yeah, because that cropped up in Rebels 2, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. She had it. She had it. She had it and then gave it up. Because... By Rebels canon, that that was kind of the Mandalorian's kind of thing of leadership, is if you had the dark saber. All right, so yeah, my my thing of them bringing in Sabine though is the second they bring her in, why ain't you wearing a helmet? Well, that's when you find out. No, all, all they got to do then is you find out there are different sects of Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes, I, I saw that. Somebody She's was the less traditional, you know, more progressive sect. I'm figuring they like the Sith. You know, you have, in the legend stuff, the Sith were an alien race and they were a religion. Oh, that's possible. So the Mandalorian race is like, yeah, we just. The shit's battle armor. The Mandalorian religion is basically going, we don't take it off, you know, so you know, know what the hell we are up under this damn thing. The rules are much stricter for the stricter for the proselytes. If you got brought in from outside, yeah, we're a lot stricter. The actual yes. full-blooded Mandalorians stay around and laugh at you behind your back. You can, hey, sm you can smell him from over here because he never takes the armor off. All right, but y'all too. That that... hot ass armor. <laughs> yeah. But uh, give us a quick rundown on what what all went on in the episode. Uh, uh starts off got a fight. Club. Warning. Oh, oh, let's start off. Warning: there may be some spoilers if you haven't seen it. Warning: this whole fucking section will be a spoiler. Yes. All right. They, yes, they've been but warned. Technically, Technically, by spoiler rules, it's episode one, so you're free to say whatever you want. Oh, I forgot about the quote-unquote It's a three-episode rule. rule. That's right. I forgot about that. But yeah, he, uh, he's looking for information 
He gets, he finds out a rumor that there's another Mandalorian on Tatooine. Uh, he goes to Tatooine, you see a character from the first season, the lady at uh, the spaceport and her little pit droids. Uh, she tells him about another one of the Moss cities, like Moss Lysley or something. I forget what the name of this one was, but this one is like kind of like hidden. He goes there, he gets there, and... Walks uh, into the bar. Walks into the bar, ask a guy about, ask a weak way about a Mandalorian, and, the, and he's like, mm, what the hell that is? Somebody looks like me. Oh, you mean like the Marshal? And he looks in the doorway, and you look in the doorway, and it's an anorexic Boba Fett standing there, and you're like, ooh, shit, it's Boba Fett. And he goes and sits down at a table and takes his helmet off. And it's Timothy Oliphant. Yep. A.K.A. Cobb Vanth. Yeah, that dude has played a marshal in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the Cobb Vanth character is somebody that if you follow in the Disney branch of stuff, he's popped up in something else before. Uh, he popped up originally in one of the novels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but when he takes the helmet off, Mando looks at him like, Faker! Yeah. <laughs> and immediately goes, I'm gonna need that armor. Well, I use this armor to protect people. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna need that armor. armor. Well, I thought, I'm going to need that armor. And they... He stands up, takes a couple paces back, and says, I'm going to need that armor. And he's yeah. basically... Getting ready to draw down on him. And then the crate Dragon attacks the city. What kind of attack? It just comes through. Well, yeah. Yeah, it just goes through. Uh, you have an earthquake, and then you basically have a thing of what if Tremors met Godzilla. And then the city and the little town starts shaking and stuff, and you see... Something moving up under the sand, and there's somebody had a bantha out there, and you see this big, huge dragon pop up, eat the bantha, and keep going. And Kraken's yeah. dragon is something to go back all the way to. I think they referenced him in New Hope first, didn't they? Yeah, that yeah. the noise that Obi Wan Kenobi makes to run off the sand people, that was a Kraken dragon. And then while you've got R2 and C3PO going through the desert in a New Hope, that big skeleton is a. Uh, Crate Dragon Skeleton. That's what that was. The first time you actually see a Crate Dragon is in the uh, uh, video game uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, they actually had one crop up? Because you got to go into a cave and fight one to get the uh, pearl, the Crate Dragon Pearl. Okay. All of me. Yeah, Does... it wasn't a full grown one. But did the look of the thing resemble the one in the show? Yes. Okay, so they kept the look pretty consistent. Yeah, they kept the look real real close, but the one you fight in the video game is not full grown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because the Crate Dragon in this is essentially Godzilla. It, it's, it it's bigger than city-sized, or it's city-sized? It, it's big enough to eat a Sarlacc. From what so I've it, seen, I would say it was more classic King Kong size. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen a clip of it eating eating something eating That's a person. Yeah, yeah. Scale wise, is, it is not Godzilla. It is Godzilla size. That's its head. You don't you don't ever see the whole dragon. Yeah. That was its head. And its head was held. Its head was big enough that it was approaching legendary Godzilla size then, because yeah. because the the bath of it next to it is teeny. The guy, to the point that, remember when he eats the one sand person, 
I was sitting there going, what in the hell was the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was less than swallowing a Tic Tac. Yeah, the a, a person, in comparison, is about the size of its one of its teeth. Yeah, it, it, that damn thing whipped. Yeah, because it, it swallows a bantha whole like it's nothing. And it also comes up out of the top of a mountain. That, yeah. that damn thing is big. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the that's what interrupts their little showdown with each other is the Bantha coming through, and uh, Oliphant's character says, look, I'll make you a deal. Help me deal with that, and I'll give you the armor. And so that's what sets them on the quest to uh, go deal with it. And uh, while they're out, right, he's uh, Boba Fett, not Boba Fett, Mando, Mando had uh, borrowed the land speeder that he borrowed in... Uh, first season from the uh, spaceport lady and uh, Timothy Oliphant's got his own little spear and one of the little Easter eggs is it's part of the pod racer that Anakin used yep. in Phantom Menace. Nice. But uh, they go and uh, travel through uh, the desert and they run across a couple of sand people and um, you'd already seen Mando uh, camping with the sand people in the montage leading up to him getting the time. Yeah. Which, other than, like, the episode one novelization, about the first time I've ever seen, like, somebody that wasn't a sand person on friendly relations with sand people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Mando apparently speaks sand people language, and what they did was they made it a combination of grunts and, 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 sign, sign, and sign language. And one of the neat things I saw is... One of the people on set was like, hey, I know a, a deaf actor that uses sign language. Let's get him in here and help us do the sign language correctly or come up with a version of it. And that's what they did. So they actually made words and you know gestures for certain things that are Star Wars specific. Which is neat. But, yeah. And the yeah, Mando being on friendly terms with him is it's kind of a Western trope where, you know, you know, yeah. the natives are not on friendly terms with most folks, but the one lone cowboy is the hero who kind of gets along with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And Mando, you know, has already shown, you respect him, he'll respect you. Mm -hmm. You draw down on him, yeah, you, he's going to, you know, pulp you. But uh, you so have... he's friendly with Tusken Raiders, yet he slaughtered Jawas like they were going out of style. They <laughs> stole his ship. Jawas were disrespectful to him. of his ship. Or he's like our buddy John, who just got a thing about midgets. Who knows? And as, as the little baby sat there and cheered him on, yes, murdered him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, going back to that first scene when he goes into the fight club, you get to see uh, the Doth Morians? Is that what you call it? It's a, it's you know, the, uh, the devil-looking people with the spiked heads. Oh, the uh, yeah, the Dothamirians. You get to see one of those, and then you got two uh, Gamorians inside the uh, arena fighting with uh, Vibroaxis. And that that's what he's seeing when he uh, deals with the, the person to get the information at the arena. Danny's cheating by, if it sounds like he's reading, it's because he's reading. Yeah, I've got one of the little things about about the Easter eggs up there, and I, I couldn't figure out how to pronounce one of the uh, 
racist names. It's fine. Danny's old. He needs the help with his memory. I understand. Trust me. I yes. Yes, I do. But, uh... After... The trick is, that thing saying that was uh, something from Dathomir, what that was was a Zabrak. It was basically one of Maul's races. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Anyway, they... They get uh, word from the first group of sand people that they meet over a campfire that, you know, you might get better information from the tr another tribe of them. And they go there, and Oliphant ain't happy that he's, you know, standing there, you know. Because they raid him. Yeah, they that particular group raids their town, and he's killed, you know, a dozen or more of them. And they're looking at, to, you know, wanting to kill him. And, you know, Mando is like, you know, hey, look, we both got the same problem. The crate Dragon. And uh, so they make a deal. They make, yeah, they make a deal that, hey, we'll help you, but you got to bring your people here, too. To... Oh, the deal they made was we'll help you kill it, but we get the we get the icker. We get the meat. Yeah. But they wouldn't face it alone. You, your people have to help. They were going to face it alone until it ate that one of them and ignore. And they saw how damn big the thing was, and they start try, trying to plot out how they were going to do that with that few people. Yeah. And then Mando volunteered the time. That's right. That's right. Mando was, starts talking, and it was because you have a scene where uh. The marshal is looking at, and they've got like these bones, and they got these little bitty rocks, and he's like, is, "Oh my God, is, is that the scale?" Oh no, no, that's just this. No, I'm pretty sure that's the scale. <laughs> yeah, because we kind of go back and forth, and Mando talks to the leader of them, and then you see the guy get like more stones and pour out. It was like, "Oh, well, that looks a lot better." Where's he getting the more? Where's he getting those from? He said, "Oh, that's your town. I just made a deal with him." That your town is gonna come and help, yeah, take this thing out. And then they had to go back to the town and, and make, make sell the sell the idea to the townspeople. Which, fortunately for them, they had a lot of explosives because they were a mining town. So they up all the explosives and take it, take it there. So that's how they take out, end up taking out the Great Dragon, is getting it to swallow the explosives and killing it from the inside because the outside of it was armored. Yeah, the only, the only way they could get it outside was the train. The original plan was to get it to crawl over it, and they were going to blow up because its belly wasn't armor. But that plan goes tits, and Mando basically has to, has to play a Jonah. Without telling the whole, but yeah. He, yeah, I've seen that clip, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was it, it was a damn good start to the second to the second season. Excellent. And I I look forward to how they're gonna screw this up with with great anticipation, because Kathleen Kennedy knows about this show now. Yeah, well, her name is on one of the little as as the show's going off and it's giving you. It was always there, but the first season of Mandalorian seemed like she was busy enough with the movies that she kind of let them do what the hell they were gonna do. Yeah. And it turned out but to be it, so much more popular it, than her movies. Yeah, and it turned out to be more popular than her movies. And the thing that it's really the only damn thing that sells merch that's not original trilogy or something. Or yeah. prequels. So this season she's paying attention to. Mm -hmm. 
I figure that's why you've got some of the, uh, like Ahsoka and that showing up, you know, the... Ahsoka's there because cause Filoni's there, and that's his baby. Yeah. Well, Ahsoka is probably the the most popular of the post-original prequel characters. Yeah. Yeah, because she was not she was not popular on introduction, but then they worked with her character and she became more popular. Well, that was the trick. Yeah, she was kind of annoying, in my opinion, in the uh, in the movie, the Clone Wars cartoon movie they did. But there were a lot of things in that cartoon that I didn't care for, which is why I never got heavily into the Clone Wars show. Yeah, Even though the ones I saw in later seasons were very good, you know, they very clearly improved as they went. I didn't get into the show early because Jason and I went to go see the movie and we were both like, eh, it was a piece of shit. So when they did the show, I was like, I don't know, they're doing a show of that? And remember, you had, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Tar- Tarkovsky? Gwenny Tar- Tarkovsky? That had done, had already done the Clone Wars cartoon. So, you know, you'd already, for me, I was kind of like, well, why in the hell are they doing it? Yeah, it's CGI'd, but who the hell cares? It's a story they literally showed that was damn neat. <clears throat> Name Guinea, Guinea Artovsky? He's the one so, that did yeah. Samurai Jack, and he's doing uh, Primal now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his, his Clone Wars cartoon was brutal as hell and kinds of stuff, so it was like, you know, his cartoon also had the amazing military strategy of running at each other in straight lines firing guns. Oh, yeah. Which was the only strategy the armies used in those cartoons. But he had the cool General Grievous. Yeah. In fact, that's where they introduced Grievous. Yeah, yeah he, he had the General Grievous that was the most brutal thing until he got his chest crushed. And in the live action movie, he's breathing funny. Yep. Yeah. Which he did not. Well, the armor on his chest was crushed. Yeah. But that was that was the explanation for it is because they released the last one of those just before Revenge of the Sith came out. So yeah, Mace Windu had crushed his chest. That was the last something he because the last episode of that cartoon was them taking Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he crushes his chest. So then when you go to the movie, that's why he had that cough. Hell, his his first appearance. Hell, he's going through damn Jedi like a hot, like Anakin going through Link through younglings. Yep. You don't know how quickly he went through younglings. They didn't show it. I'm pretty sure they didn't last too long. Hell, they, matter of fact, hell, you know, younglings had safety sabers. Them damn things wouldn't even cut. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, all in all, though, y'all give uh, episode one here or. The uh, Nerd Eternal Civil Approval. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it hadn't jumped the arc yet. It, it, it started off, you know, with the same kind of feeling that the first season ended. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Yeah, it, it, it's still got that space western feel to it. Most definitely, especially this first episode, you know, where you got the marshals showing up. And you, you yeah, were a split second away from them having a good old-fashioned you know, gunfight until the Crate Dragon shows up. It... Yeah, it, it is, it is freakish. It's, well, it's, it's Western and it's, it's 
spaghetti western, which you know a lot of them were kind of based off of samurai stuff. Cause yeah. yeah, it's the whole damn show is lone wolf and cub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the 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 child has a few you know cutesy moments where it's like, ooh, yeah. damn, he didn't he didn't force choke nothing. I'm pissed. <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I, I hear he yeah. was. From what I hear, he was not in the episode a whole lot, other than he like the action shots. Dragon. He was. Most of that episode, he's he's hanging off the side of the uh, speeder bike. Yeah, hanging off the side of the speeder bike. He but, takes him with him everywhere he goes, you know, except inside the Great Dragon. But, but yeah, the the kid in this one, you know, he knows when to hi- he knows oh all hell's breaking loose and to hide in his little bassinet, little floating bassinet, and all that kind of stuff. As opposed to first season where he gleefully watched Mando slaughter shit. <laughs> so he's, he's a lot less murderous so far. Yeah. At least in that first episode. Well, in, in the first episode, Mando uses that them little uh, flying needle weapon. And it's like, as soon as the light turned on for it, the baby's like, oh crap. Boop. And hits a little button and his bassinet closes up. Well, the, the little damn thing's 46 years old. I'm pretty sure it understands English, and it, he could tell that. Oh, this the baby's like, oh, this situation's going. Yep, and let me close this. I'll come out when the shooting stops. Yep. So he's getting just old enough that his his sense of self preservation is kicking in. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to you know, because like I said, that whole scene, I was truthfully waiting for him to force choke somebody. Last <laughs> baby to force choke the hell out of somebody. Yeah, but Mando is sort of responding poorly to that, see, so. Oh, sweet God, not him. Oh, okay, Daddy's not liking this. Okay, I better stop. Yeah, I think after season two wraps up, I'm going to have to finally bite the bullet and get Disney Plus for a month or so and binge watch both of them. Binge watch, yeah. Yeah, hell, Carl Weathers had my favorite line of last season. Don't you have the baby do that hand thingy he does? The baby waves at him. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I guess we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, I guess in summary, I'd say if you haven't seen the first episode yet, go watch it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The first it's, one's real good. For the man, you know, to Disney Plus is worth it for the Mandalorian alone for a month or two. And it would have to be because that's about all they got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, unless you want, unless you want to watch cartoons from the nineties, that's about all they got. Or you haven't seen any of the old, uh, any of the Marvel movies? You can sit and binge watch all them. Yeah, you can watch all nine Star Wars movies. Though why you would want to watch them last three is beyond me. And, hey, hey, this has uh, been a very positive episode. Let's not end on a negative note. All right, we will pretend well, those three don't I'll, exist. I'll end it on a positive. Uh, they they're gonna have the Falcon and Winter Soldier pretty soon, so that'll be something else you can watch. Alrighty then. Well, if anybody out there would like to contact us. Uh, drop us a line, a comment, tell us we smell funny, whatever. We can be reached at thenerdeternal at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Nerd Eternal. Holy shit. You can find us on Twitch at the, uh, at the Nerd Eternal. Or the Nerd Eternal Network on Twitch. Not that you really contact us that way, but we put up shows sometimes. Uh, we're at YouTube. Just look for the Nerd Eternal. Uh, Twitter at the Nerd Eternal. That's really the big ones. Apple Podcasts. Yes, we're on several podcasts. You should be able to search for us on on any of your podcatchers and find us. 
can be Googled. Yes. Google them for Christ's sake. We can be beamed. We like being Googled. Truthfully, I do like being. I Google myself sometimes. Hey, hey, what you uh, doing in your private time? Yeah, you? on that note, let's just wrap up. Anyway, I've been your host, the experienced son called Jason, and with me is Ben. CDL 113. The Godfather. Can't believe we're wrapping up on a 30 Rock reference. Tarky. And we will see y'all next time. But before you close out, you also get to see what a want rat looks like.